if I tried to do something in Uganda just based on all my connections, what would you want? What would be the ideal kind of program for you? And so the idea came directly from, from, from the client base. Welcome to the Be The Boss podcast. I'm your host, Joe Bruce, and this is the podcast where my guests and I bring to you the very best success stories, guidance, tips, and tricks to help you get your business off the ground and getting results. So if you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, or you'd like to be, then this is the place for you. So without further ado, let's get into it. Today I'm here with Craig Vandermeer, uh, CEO of Insight Global Education and Social Entrepreneur. So welcome Craig and thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks Joe, appreciate it. Uh, so I met Craig a few, uh, a few days ago, we're here on the uh, cruise ship sailing across the Atlantic um, and he's one of um, a few people on the boat who's doing something really, uh, really special with their life, uh, started their own business, um, so I just had to get uh, some one-to-one time with Craig to hear his story and to, to share it with you. And hopefully uh, inspire you to, to think about maybe even social on- entrepreneurship as a, as a way forward for you as well, listening. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for joining me, Craig. Thanks for uh, the yeah, Appreciate it. So um, if you could just quickly tell people uh, what it is you're doing, where you're at, and, and how it's all going. So, so yeah, so about five years ago, I uh, accidentally stumbled across this opportunity uh, to start an education company, so my background's in development work, and and uh, I lived abroad in East Africa for a number of years, and I, uh, yeah, now five years later, run a staff of, of uh, over a dozen of us, and we're kind of, we're based in Vancouver, so I'm Canadian, uh, but we're kind of all over the world, so we're half there and half in different, some of the countries that we work in. Nice. And um, what, what, what exactly, what sort of projects are you doing? So what do we do? Right. So uh, as an education company, so I started the company uh, working with university students. Um, and so what, uh, what we came to the market with is essentially we started uh, semester-long programs that were kind of the alternative to, instead of going to Europe or Australia, the more traditional semester abroad locations, we decided to design programming for students in developing countries in the global south. Awesome. And the, there were a multitude of purposes, but one of the initial ones was to work with young people to challenge their perceptions towards developing countries, and at the same time provide opportunities to develop skill sets and experiences that were relevant to what career paths they were looking to proceed. So, um, yeah, over, over five years ago, we had a, an initial cohort of nine students. Most of them were studying either politics or international issues or, or sociology, those kinds of fields. And uh, what we what we did then, and, and is still the core of the business today, we designed a program that combined studying abroad. So we partnered with a university in, uh, so the first country we started working in was in Uganda. Yeah. That's where I had lived for a number of years. Uh, so we partner with the university in Kampala, the capital, uh, so students can get an academic experience and earn credits that transfer back home. And at the same time, they do a four-day-a-week internship with an NGO or business that's directly related to what they are interested in pursuing. So we kind of built out this hybrid model of academic experience, work experience, and life experience so that students were spending a full term living in a, in a developing country, which, as you could expect, provides a lot of uh, growth and a lot of challenge and a lot of really exciting and cool opportunities. So that was what 
what we started the company with yeah. and where uh, where we kind of rolled out. And that's still to this day the core of the company. But we run that program now um, in, in Uganda, in Fiji, in Thailand, and beginning next summer in Ecuador. Wow. wow. And uh, yeah. And um, that, I mean, that's that's incredible. So the, let's just look at the revenue model quickly for, right. the, for the business. Sure. Yeah. So um, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, students pay us for the program. Um, and so they'll pay us, it's around $6,000 for a semester. And that covers most of their expenses, anything from their tuition to the internship to their accommodation. We have staff support on site. Um, and we build into that uh, enough revenue retained after the expenses so that we can reinvest and grow the company. Nice. So we're not like government funded or public institution or nonprofit. It's, it's a really simple model. I used to work in the nonprofit industry and uh, I knew that from day one I wanted to start this as a simple, straightforward, um, you pay us, we deliver a service, we are accountable to you, the students, because you're the client and uh, so it keeps it simple. Sure. But, and, uh, and then yeah. what's, what's the, um, so, it's, so it's a nice business model, it's clear yeah. and simple, but what's yeah. the social impact of the, the, the work that you're doing? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 we, we do consider ourselves a social enterprise because we are really in it for the, the mission. So we are working on connecting people um, and creating immersive experiences that do challenge perceptions that put people who traditionally may not have stepped out of their comfort zones at a young age and spend an extended amount of time in a developing country. So uh, from, from the mission-based perspective, what we try to emphasize is that we don't live in a world where we have to go and solve people's problems for them. Because although historically, and, and there are large companies today that make a lot of money off of this idea of you know, sending volunteers abroad and, and uh, doing short-term work and somehow the world's a better off place for Digging it. wells. Digging wells, building schools. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I mean, to be fully honest, first time I went to, to Sub-Saharan Africa, I went and volunteered building houses. And it was yeah. in that experience that I started to question, okay, this is really odd. Like, I don't know anything about these people are their problems and somehow I am here a part of the solution. Um, and that, that is quite a, a challenging narrative because it suggests that you can intervene in, in very complex yeah. issues on behalf of people without understanding them. Because that's, um, that's the temptation. That's the, temp the yeah, temptation. Yeah, because it's a quick win. You're, yeah, you're you feel good. Yeah, and... exactly. And what often happens is, and there's a ton of research out there, and this is more of my academic background, uh, that shows that when people leave, more often than not, the infrastructure that was built wasn't really needed or was repurposed for something else because these companies haven't done comprehensive understandings of what communities need. Sure. So fast forward to how that relates to us. When we bring people abroad, the intention is not to do things for people, but yeah. to learn from them, to treat them as equals, regardless yeah. of levels of income or different parts, wherever part of the world they're from. Yeah. Um, because... In Uganda, the experts on issues in Uganda are Ugandans, and they're the ones who know the best methods to solve the issues that are facing their country, similarly to the social challenges we have in Canada. Yeah. And so we're trying to address that power gap that seems to still permeate our society where you know, we in the West have more um, influence, even though we shouldn't, because we, yeah, we don't, we don't understand. I can't. I've lived in Uganda for years, and the idea that I could I could solve problems over there is still ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's really at the core of the the of, of even my own uh, mission. 
Um, and, and, and so after I was in, in Zambia and then I was in Uganda for a number of years, I saw a lot of these failed projects, people right. feeling good about themselves. And then after the fact, having no clues, they've gone back to Canada, the U S mm -hmm. or Europe or wherever the case may be. Um, and celebrating, even though they, what are the results? Sure. So we don't, students don't go abroad with us to, um, accomplish any of these projects. They're going to learn from People. And then what's the what's the sort of the more tangible benefit that comes later then maybe? Um, you mean for the student or for the organizations or whomever? For the for the places they're visiting and learning about. I, I mean, first and foremost, we invest a lot of money into the economy. Yeah. I mean, we're paying uh, the the university yeah. international tuition rates. We've got accommodations. We've got vendors. We've got suppliers. Yeah. We're investing in the economy on an ongoing basis. Yeah. And in return, having reciprocal trade re business relationships sure. where we have high expectations for our um, academic experience or for the bus that we, you know, whatever yeah. the case may be. Um, so, so that's one way in which you say, look, we can we can easily track that from a metrics based perspective. How much money have we invested? Exactly what the long term implications of that are um, in in the country, I, I don't know. Um, from a student perspective, what I love to see is when students will come home after spending time abroad and start to challenge their own s personal circles on, uh, oh, you were in Africa. Uh, was that super dangerous or sure. yada, yada. And it's like, no, actually look at these pictures. You could, <laughs> yeah. you know, yes, of course the, some of the social challenges that we've seen online do exist, but I was also at, uh, this mall that has 4g Wi-Fi that has all of this <laughs> other stuff. So, um, it's impressive to see kind of those narratives come out. Um, and, and I've seen, like my own parents have visited me in Uganda and I think they were quite stunned because they had these perceptions that were created nice. in the media and, and then it's like, oh wow. The narrative kind the of narrative goes out changes. the and yeah. Yeah. For sure. Nice. Um, and so, um, it sounds like it's all going well. How is it for you personally to be running this business? Uh, you said how many how many employees over a dozen yeah over a dozen employees yeah. now yeah. Um, how is how has your experience been as a business owner I mean it's been extremely fulfilling personally I would say that um, I'm not driven financially yeah. so I'm still working to get back to where I probably would be monetarily had I stayed in other career paths sure however I have the freedom and flexibility to not do what I want because we have employees, we've got clients. There's, if anything, I probably have more on my on my plate by far. Um, but the creativity that I can um, go out and execute, and the freedom to to create impact is is pretty awesome. I do say uh, to many people that when I talk about starting a company and entrepreneurship and all that stuff, for me on on Sunday nights is one of the most exciting parts of the week for me because I'm stoked to go to work on Monday yeah. and I've never had that experience in my life and I've had a lot of jobs I've worked since I was 14 and I'm 32 now so uh, I've had a lot of jobs where I just resent the fact that the weekend is over and I have to go to work and that's, and that's such a common place for, that's right for so for many people, people get stuck in a job yes and I've been there many times and and it's so um, different yeah. now that being said there's a ton of pressure and expectations as because I know that I've got over a dozen people's incomes are reliant on me as the leader and yeah. the person who has to have the answers to all the critical questions and issues. And a lot of the time I don't, because I've never done this before. Yeah. And uh, um, But you have to find good people to work with and say, look, we got to problem solve this. And, and so, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's, it's a really fun, it, it's not for the faint of heart because some days it might be a Saturday afternoon and you've got to sacrifice 
hanging out with your friends because you've got a huge project due for uh you know whatever the case may be monday sure. you've got to get everything off off to an accountant the, 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 or the, yeah the buck stops with you and you buck stops with me and i can't pass that on to anyone else and if i ever tried yeah. to it would really diminish my leadership qualities and, and i guess part, part of the reason a lot of people get into running their own business anyway is because they want to have ownership over those right. over those decisions they want to have final say on how something should look and right kind of creative control around the impact that you're having as well, right? Yeah, and it's hard to like it's hard to let go too, because when you start a company, you are that person who has all that. And then as you start to grow and you bring in more and more people, you also have to learn how to let go of sure. that as well. Because I can't be involved. I mean, I've been on the road for two months now and I'm going back um, to Vancouver on Tuesday. Um, you know, I, I I have to trust because I can't be involved. You know, when you go from three staff for example yeah. to 13 that's a huge gap and all of a sudden you've got to you got to figure it out how to step back a little bit sure so. is um what were some of the sort of key challenges when you were sort of just getting started with the idea and right did you have any like uh doubts or any any well, challenges so what happened was um I, this wasn't my idea mm. uh, oddly enough i i'm not uh, a business person or entrepreneur by background what had happened was i had students that i used to teach um, in, in a university setting the, when I was doing my graduate degree and they knew I was living in Uganda so I'd often get messages about oh how'd you end up here blah 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 and when I was back in Vancouver I, I did a round table with some former students who were um, just kind of discussing the lack of rigorous opportunities for them available um, to really dive into meaningful content while they were in school so it was actually these students who I'd met who we kind of piecemealed a concept together around a program that they would want to do. And what was interesting was uh, when I went to the university and I said, look, we've got a potential opportunity here and I've got a lot of experience in Uganda. Perhaps we can collaborate. And they had uh, expressed limited interest. So I went, I went back to the original group and, and I had said that and I said, look, if, if, I, if I tried to do something in Uganda just based on all my connections, what would you want? What would be the ideal kind of program for you? And so the idea came directly from 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 the client base. From from listening to your That's future right. customers. That's right. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing uh, in the moment, but I was just getting the feedback from yeah. them. And then of that group of people, a, a number of them actually signed up to do the pilot so, program. And that was what made it viable from the beginning because I had no, like, we, we had to financially... Uh, get everyone to pay us first because I didn't have money to, to invest in this. For sure. And that, I mean, that's such a fantastic insight because um, people that are looking to start their own business so often feel they have to take all of yeah. the responsibility for coming right. up with the solution to some problem that they perceive, yeah. working out what they're going to do. But actually, the, the essence of the, the business should come from what your customers want. Right. So once you know who you want to serve... You can just go directly to them, and not only do you get the idea, but then as you found as well, you you get subscribers. You get subscribers. You get, yeah, yeah. And well, it's interesting because I've since now gotten a lot more involved in the entrepreneurship space, and this kind of uh, end user feedback loop is how many now are building businesses because it makes so much sense that like if I thought I was a great inventor and I created a new widget, and then nobody needed it, then I've just wasted all that time, money, and effort. But now, if you've got the idea put forward to you by your potential customer base, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, I would never start a business any other way now that I know that this exists, but it was purely accidental because sure. I had no idea that it was even an issue. 
but you had the the, the initiative to go and uh, yeah. to go and connect with them. And, and, well, and, and I always one of one of my favorite things about going through school, uh, going through graduate school, was working as a teaching assistant and working with younger students. Um, so it's always and and I mean I run an education company now where I run I work with young people all the time and I really enjoy that. So that was just kind of a natural accident. Sure. Um, so, um, what would you do if you had to do it all again? Would right. you do anything differently, like oh, in the yeah. early stages? Lots of things. <laughs> lots of things differently. Um, first and foremost, never. Uh, w- one piece of feedback I always give is start with someone, like like doing something by yourself. I mean, there are people out there who are capable of solo entrepreneuring. Uh, I do find that it's extremely lonely. And that's more important when, you know, whenever you have like a big sale or uh, something goes really well, you can call your friends and tell everyone and it's great. Um, But when something goes wrong, the ability to pick up the phone and have someone who you can problem solve and strategize with so that you know you're not in the trenches by yourself, I think is a key lesson. I mean, and also recognizing what skills you have and more importantly what skills you don't have and saying look I need someone who understands market sales and marketing for sure I didn't have any concept of sales and marketing and that probably set us back several years because okay. for the longest time I thought sales and marketing were the same thing okay. because I came from the international development nonprofit sector I, yeah. I, I had no idea um, so that would be like one of the things I would do over differently so, like, so a bit of a bit of sort of uh, taking stock of your own strengths or building your own self-awareness yeah. and then and bringing someone bringing in that can complement that and that you can work well with. Sure. Um, that would be one thing. And then just, you know, um, semantics around how you structure companies and how you hire people. and But that, I would say, is probably the most useful tip. Yeah. Cool. Um, and what's what's next for you in the, in the business? Um, so... In addition to high, uh, university programs, about a couple, uh, what, are we, what year are we in? About three years ago, we started, we were approached by high schools who really liked kind of our philosophy. Mm-hmm. And they asked us if we could build out short term programs that, again, were, were based on going and learning from people, not doing things for them. Yeah. And so we've created kind of a second division within the company of high school programming as well. And so we operate in the same regions. So our, our goal is to really dominate both the university abroad and high school small student travel. Nice. Um, and so geographically, we've expanded quite a bit in the past three years. The first three years of the company was Uganda almost exclusively. But we knew from, from day one that being so geographically reliant on one region, that can be uh, unstable at times. I mean, they've got uh, elections coming up next uh, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, you know South Sudan and the Congo are not that far by, um, so we wanted to be geographically diverse. So we invested heavily in in, in branching up geographically, and uh, so it's a, it's more of like a scaling to other places while also recognizing like where where can we funnel students into programs. Sure. So that's kind of the growth strategy. Next growth strategy, but next sort of next challenge to uh, to overcome. Next challenge. I mean, right now we're going through the I think what is well documented the the hurdles of going from a a one million dollar company to a five million dollar company because right. to get to zero to one there's a lot of you know that's everything in your startup phase yeah and now it's we're struggling and figuring out, okay how do we go from that one to five nice. and then what do we need investors do we take debt um, I've I've gone the the debt route um, rather than the investor route is that the right call I don't know I mean it's the first time I've done it so um, that that's kind of where where we're at.
That's cool. Um, and then I guess sort of finally to, to wrap up, if, if anyone out there listening is thinking of wanting, you know, maybe they want to make a difference through the work they're doing, they want to have that social impact. Right. What, what advice would you give to someone who's thinking about starting their own business and kind of moving into that social entrepreneurship space? So the biggest piece of feedback I would say is make sure that you're committed to the problem. So you recognize there's a problem out there um, and whether or not you've, the difference that I often talk about with social entrepreneurs with just regular entrepreneurs is that social entrepreneurs are really committed to solving an issue. Whereas traditional entrepreneurs might have a good business idea. Yeah. So if someone came to me and said, Craig, we can accomplish everything in the mission that you're trying to accomplish through a different avenue and it made sense and it was financially viable and all those other things, I would be pretty compelled to switch my entire business model mm -hmm. because I'm committed to the mission. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily the particular programs that we offer. I think they're great and they're working out quite well so far, um, but I'm not married to them. I'm sure. married to addressing the problem. So from a social enterprise perspective, if you want to make a difference in that space, you've got to figure out how to build a fundamentally sound business. So uh, I also always tell people, don't discount the fact that just because you're doing, a, you have got a good cause that people are going to... Um, empathize with you you still have to have a really good product or service yeah. or else you might get a couple of people buy it one off and then after the fact you know that's not great but make sure that whatever you are delivering is really well in line with the problem that you're trying to solve sure great great advice for anyone um, thinking about setting up their own business in that space yeah. um, so I think we'll wrap it up there Craig thanks so much for taking the time on this uh, wonderful cruise ship to come and come and have a chat um, Looking forward to seeing where the business goes, and uh, what I'll do is I'll put your uh, links and, sure, and everything perfect. in the uh, in the description below. So if anyone wants to get in touch or get involved, they can they can uh, they can reach out to you uh, via those links. Awesome, thanks, cool. Joe. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Be The Boss podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it. And if you did, then please don't forget to leave a like or share it with someone that you think would find it useful. Um, also, if you have any questions, suggestions, or uh, anything that you'd like me to cover in future episodes, then please do uh, drop a comment or send me a message so that I can do that for you. Thank you so much, and I will be with you in the next episode.